You're listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind with Jess Kovic, episode number 60. Welcome to Confessions of the Creative Kind. I'm your host, Jess Kovic, media producer by day, designer, photographer, and creative entrepreneur by later that day. Join me as I stumble through life as an artist, pick myself up, and confess everything that I've learned on the way down. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. It's another day, another week, same pandemic, same civil unrest, yet we endure and we persist. In these wild times, I've found myself looking back at the history of different aspects that brought us here. So on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some things that I have researched in the art scene. Before we get into that, I wanted to share some of my goings-on and updates. If you've been listening to this podcast, I thank you. I'm forever in your debt. But if you've been listening up to now, you've noted that I have been giving you a goals update on my personal and professional and creative-related goals the start of this year through, well, through right about when the pandemic struck. At the end of last year, I had put my goals list together and shared them with you all. You can go back and listen to that episode to see where I was, but here we are six months later and the world is an entirely different place and the same in some regards. Needless to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, my goals have changed and been put on hold or redirected put on pause. It's just a different scene of what I'm looking at from now than I was six months ago. So like I said, I've been sharing my goals update and as those have radically changed and the focus of this year has shifted quite a bit, I'm going to have to reevaluate. Just to give you an update on where I am right now, I had goals to focus and be really strategic on my events and planning for my Sugar Bunch store and in-person events like craft fairs and conventions. Pandemic struck, no one's going anywhere, no travel, no large events, no crowds of people. So no events, no, no strategic planning around those events other than thinking about next year and the events that I have signed up for that are now looking towards virtual events, none of which that I particularly signed up for, I think has it quite figured out just yet. So more on that to come in the future, but I haven't done any events this year. So it's made me pivot. And instead of being strategic and focusing on four or five shows that I was going to concentrate on this year, I'm now concentrating more on my craft and my website. What I think was a more minor goal was updating my two websites, my jesskovic.com portfolio and my sugarbunch.store website for my merch sales. Always important to update those things and keep them fresh, but now it's been catapulted to the front of my mind. And updating my personal website, the jesskovic.com, pairs nicely with my surface pattern design goals. I am still focused on that. So that's been part of continuing on with my craft and the craft of design and art and surface pattern design. So that's still a go. We're still doing that. I took the immersion course with Bonnie Christine where I got all of the surface pattern design info and I'm now implementing that. So all of my in-person events have shifted to online thinking and getting my website up to speed. 
Currently this week, I'm working on getting my newsletter together and it's not fully together. It's I'm still in a research and implementation phase, but once I do get ready for a hot, spicy email marketing newsletter for artists and entrepreneurs episode coming right at you. Not yet, later, not, not this week. Another goal update I can share with you that has shifted since the pandemic and a lot of things changing is my music. I'm learning the piano, I'm learning to sing, I'm learning to play the ukulele as of this year and started to write songs. So that has continued, although my music lessons that I used to have with my music teacher in person are now virtual. They've been virtual since March, since California was under mandatory lockdown. So we do FaceTime and Zoom calls, and it's not so bad. It's obviously better in person because we get a little bit more of that intimacy, but been able to keep the practice up, and we're having our very first virtual recital in a couple weeks that I'm preparing for. Going to be doing a little ditty on the piano, doing a little ditty on the ukulele, and singing as well. So in my spare time in the next two weeks, I'll be preparing for that. I don't know what's going to happen in a virtual recital if I'll still be as freaked out and nervous and it will hinder my performance or if because it's a Zoom call and I won't have to see any audience, if that will be much easier. I'm hoping the latter. I'm hoping it's going to be easier for me and I'll be able to just get into the Zoom, do my thing, pretend no one else is in the room and get going. And I hope that that becomes a tiny bridge to get to being less anxious performing another in front of other people. I'll give you the update. Stay tuned and I'll talk all about how that went. If it went well, maybe I'll share it with you. Maybe I'll link to a video. If it didn't go well, I'll never talk about it again. Just kidding. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about sharing all my creative missteps. You're welcome. I had done a whole series on Pinterest and I had committed to focusing on Pinterest and I did and then I didn't confess that Pinterest is a fickle bitch. Pinterest wants your every moment of attention or what I'm finding is that the other and more logical way to use Pinterest is to have all of your content planned at the forefront and then automate that shit and have everything go out with all the rest of your promotion channels versus what I was trying to do in getting into Pinterest every single day, playing into that fickle bitch algorithm and trying to get my numbers up. And it does work as long as you're tied to the hip and checking it every single day. More on that on another episode, but that's where I'm at. Just kind of reevaluating all the things that have been reprioritized this year of 2020. Loaded, loaded year of 2020. On that note, how'd you guys like my new cover art for this podcast? You like this one or you like the old one? Let me know in the comments of the show notes or DM me or tweet or Instagram message me, comment all the things. Comment tell me what you think. Do you like this one or do you like the old one? Do you think I should do something totally different? I have to be honest with you. I like this one. I'm feeling good about it. Six months from now, might hate it. We'll see. All right, let's talk about some art history, shall we? Now, I'm not going back to like Renaissance, Rococo, or that kind of art history. I'm going to talk about a little bit more current events. One of them is some sad news in that a graphic design legend, Milton Glaser, passed away this past Friday at the age of 91 on his 91st birthday. 
if you're unfamiliar with Milton Glaser, you are probably familiar with his work and you didn't know it. His design style was a huge influence in all visual communication in the 60s and 70s. The infamous Bob Dylan poster, where it's a silhouette of Bob Dylan, I believe from a self-portrait. This is a black silhouette of Bob Dylan, and then it's got rainbow psychedelic hair coming out. That was designed by Milton Glaser. And maybe the most famous of his work is something I know you're familiar with, and that's the I Heart NY logo. Milton Glaser designed that in 1977, and it has become synonymous with the city and state, and it was part of an advertising campaign to ramp up tourism in the city and has just, again, become synonymous with the city. Glazer actually modified a version in 2001 after the attacks on 9-11. The modified version says, I heart NY more than ever, and there's a little black bruise on the heart, the red heart of the classic logo. So his overall styles categorized as uh, adding wit and whimsy to a lot of more modern designs of the times. Couple notable facts and fitting with this podcast, Milton Glaser failed the entrance exam for Pratt University, not once, but twice. And again, went on to become this graphic design legend. So you know, tests, exams aren't everything. Standardized testing in schools, not always where it's at. Helpful for some, not the end-all be-all. And that's all I'll say about that. He also co-founded the New York Magazine and in 2009 won the National Medal of Arts and was the first graphic designer to do so. In 2014, Matthew Weiner, the creator of the show Mad Men, tapped Glazer to do all of the advertising promos for the seventh season. If you're familiar with the show, there's the intro motion graphics with a silhouette of Don Draper, the protagonist of the series. So that has been the icon of the show from the start leading up to that point. So in the seventh season, they tapped Milton Glaser to do this psychedelic backdrop that the silhouette is looking at reminiscent of the style that he ushered in, in the sixties and seventies. And upon my research, in sharing this all with you on this podcast, I came across an interview with a quote from Glazer that I found interesting that I wanted to share. He says, logic is a small mischievous activity that people use to cover up what they don't know. And this is in reference to his belief of leading with intuition over logic. I just listened to a podcast that kind of tapped into the same notion of intuition and teaching kids to think and act with intuition versus logic has a lot more value than we've been taught. Food for thought. I thought it was interesting. Let me know if you have any burning thoughts or opinions you wanted to share about that or questions and wanted to just debate about it. I'm open. Hit me up. I also wanted to share um, a topic I've been thinking about a lot as we've seen a lot of protests for the Black Lives Matter movement. There's been some incredible art that's come out of this movement. You see it all over social media. I've been posting some. I've been posting art from Black content creators and artists and just sharing their work that resonates with me. But then artists of all walks of life amplifying the message of Black Lives Matter in their style, in their art, um, political cartoons. It's awesome. Um, I've said it before on this podcast that 
as artists, that's something that we can do. We can utilize our skill to promote activism for the causes that we support and use our art to illuminate topics in ways that help people understand things that they might not have understood before. There's been so many graphics going around on Instagram in particular, but all of social media and the news where artists have taken upon themselves to explain racial injustice inequality, lots of COVID-19 wear your masks, art and graphics popping up all over the place. And truly a lot of these things I understood or thought that yes, you know, wearing a mask is the thing to do, but seeing the way that it's depicted in some of these graphics and posters and things, it's enlightening different parts for me or like different points. And that's how you can potentially get across to people that either are not understanding your point of view or science. So it's a tool. It's a tool to be used um, and a tool that has been used for many years to speak out in activism. Similar to Mr. Milton Glaser, who just passed and we just spent a whole segment of the show talking about. I wanted to highlight some things that I've learned of or notable points in history where art has been used in this way, uh, either behind a cause or current events important in our history. In the 1920s, Mexican muralists painted large-scale illustrations and murals that depicted a revolution against tyranny. One such artist was Diego Rivera, who was the husband and lover of Frida Kahlo. And for whatever reason, about four or five different art classes I had growing up had an assignment in which we studied Frida Kahlo, so I know her story pretty well. So however ways I feel, I feel some type of way about Diego Rivera as a man, who's certainly using his art in activism in that era of North America. In the 1980s, you had the birth of the Gorilla Girls, who were anonymous gorilla mask wearing protesters fighting against the recognition and inclusion of women and people of color in the art world. And this organization is actually still active today, although they still remain anonymous to fight the good fight, in my opinion. They use their stylistic graphic design to represent the lack of inclusion, um, inequality in pay, etc. for moder- for marginalized artists. Looking up different examples of our activism in the past century and came across the notion of political art being subdued in the 1930s for a few reasons. Historians cited an improved economy, changing trends, a revived commercial art market, political fatigue as reasons why that type of political art was suppressed. Or another reason cited for discouraging art at this time is that the political right were antagonizing left leftist artists in anti-communist witch hunts during the Cold War era. They were doing things like employers were firing people from their jobs, deporting people, and in some cases revoking their passports. It just feels like same shit, different day in a lot of respects. Another famous slogan from Keith Haring in the AIDS awareness movement in the 1980s was silence equals death which we are seeing echoed a lot in recent times. One of the more notable art activists of our time is the artist known as Banksy. I feel like a lot of us have seen the film Exit Through the Gift Shop, but most recently Banksy created a new artwork in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And in this piece, Banksy shows the US flag kind of catching fire by a candle that looks like it's a memorial to 
to someone. There's there's a black silhouetted figure. And this was posted on his Instagram account on June 6th. Banksy stated in the caption, this is a white problem. And quote, if white people don't fix it, someone will have to come upstairs and kick the door in. And Banksy is known for his graffiti depicting radical scenes and attention-grabbing pieces that do just that, grab the attention, shock, and force people to pay attention to the issue at hand. So I just find all these examples fascinating and how relevant it is today and how relevant it has been through history and tomorrow through many future movements and how powerful it is that you can use your creativity to share these messages. So I invite all of you to, again, as I've said before, use your art, use your creativity, use your voice, and please share with me any examples of art activism that you found to be interesting or impactful or notable. Share with the comments in the show notes at jesskovic.com forward slash podcast forward slash 60 for this episode show notes, or DM me in social media platforms, or just tweet me. All of those things, I will respond to you and we can talk about it. Holding off again on the drawing prompt this week so I can try to catch up. We'll resume next month. We're closing out June this week. Next month, oh my God, we're starting July. And let's call this week our research of Black Lives Matter and other art activism, um, art pieces that we can share with each other. And we'll get back on the trolley next week. More to come on all my goals and future store stuff. Let me know if this historical content is relevant to you, if you're enjoying it or if you're not. We will get back to more of the art business stuff and the creativity stuff and the confidence stuff. But I feel like this is this is important information and it's what is on my mind right now. So And I've just enjoyed hearing more of these stories and I thought you might enjoy it too. Cool. All right, cool. Um, I hope you all have a great week. Stay creative, stay active, stay safe. Please, for the love of God, stay safe and wear a mask and stay home. I'm going to say that again. Please, please wear a mask and stay home as much as you possibly can. Let's just, just really try to stop spreading this disease. That would be really cool. I'd appreciate you all forever. Um, we'll talk next week. Thank you so much for listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can visit my website at jesskovic.com. And if you're interested in snagging some of my design products, you can visit my online art boutique at sugarbunchcreative.com. You can find and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at jess underscore kovic. And finally, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store and then tell a friend. Why not? Until next time, take care and talk soon.